Are we live? We're live. Yeah. We're live. We're live. We're on air right now. Nice. I'm posting that we are. I'm uh, posting. Oh, yeah, me too. We are freaking. <laughs> Randall live. Gelking posted on Arcade Radio. What time? I just said now. <laughs> and you're doing that on the Facebook page. Yeah, right? I'm doing it on the Facebook page right now. Okay. And I'm gonna tag you. Is live. Yeah, this is fun. Um, I suppose I should probably. Oh, I got to. We got to talk to you a little bit about what's going. I got tons of really fun things to talk about. Oh, good. Yeah. I mean, you've been gone, so I'm excited. Yeah, I. You know, mm, it's been. Uh, it was a long. It's a long drive. I mean. Five hour difference in the the times and yep, it's like going back in time. Tis it is. Oh, I can tag Markiplier. I should tag him. Because a douchebag. Yeah, make him uh, make him retweet our show, and then all like a bunch <laughs> of eight year olds will listen. <laughs> no shit, three million. <laughs> <laughs> ah, it's crazy. They're gonna listen to like for like one minute and go, oh fuck this. Yeah, <laughs> <We're not listening." laughs> it's like, what are you talking? Uh huh. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like I don't know how to keep their attention. What am I supposed to? Uh, Roblox, blah blah. Minecraft, blah blah. <laughs> Five Nights at Freddy's, blah blah. <laughs> Movie Star Planet. Well, and what I find I, I, ironic is that you know all these underage kids grew to love this dude who basically got drunk on his podcast all the time. It's like no parent is even taking paying attention. You know, it's like okay, whatever. He was my mentor. He was my <laughs> dentor. He was my dentist. <laughs> <laughs> he told me when the teeth needed to come out. <laughs> I asked Rob Lowe to retweet us. I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> oh, Rob Lowe. Radio. Yeah, I don't think he's going to do it. Uh, he had, oh, that'd be so awesome. Do you know Rob personally? Not, never met him. Uh, no. No. I've never seems even, like a nice guy though, you know. Like I could, uh, it'd be fun to hang out with that guy. <laughs> I'm just saying. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure it sounds great. <laughs> yeah. No, I haven't seen him. I feel. Uh, I feel like he, Jason Bateman and Rob Lowe are sort of contemporaries to each other. But um, neither neither one of those guys I have met Michael J. Fox, but not. Like one to one, just I sat like fifteen feet away from him. Share on a page I manage. Share on a page I manage. Oh yeah, yeah. Do you manage any other pages on Facebook? Uh, well, I'm a moderator on one of them. I can do group. I well, I have the Shaolin Road Facebook page, uh, but not a lot of people go there. Well, I just shared it on the Minnesota um, group. <laughs> oh, good. Maybe we'll. They never listen. Those guys don't. They don't really want to listen. So I'm going to share in another group. Um, Midwest Pinball and Arcade Collectors. See if we can scratch. Just ignore that sound. What was that? Well, that was the YouTube. There was like, you know, obviously it's on a delay. So we have two, we have three listeners right now. Obviously, uh, Dave from Buffalo, who's the best ever. (laughs) I love the, I love the Dave. Turn it down my 
Oh, and now that Andy Baldman's here, he says we can uh, get started. Oh, we can? We're allowed to? Oh, okay, I'm here. We can get started now. (laughs) Hey, how do I switch to light night mode? I want to switch to night mode. I just type gaming.getyoutube.com, and then that way it just takes you to that gaming version of it. Because gamers like a dark, a dark, dark room. Yeah, it's got to be dark. They also like to wear sunglasses because they think their monitor's too bright. At night? All the time. It doesn't well, matter. How do I how do I find my channel now that I'm in this goofy thing? Well, what I do is I start off in the regular one and then just change www to gaming. Oh, so I can do like www... Uh, I bet you could do gaming.youtube.com slash arcade radio. Now that we slash have a, c, slash c slash arcade radio. I think it'll take both. Really? Yeah. I, I mean, the only link I've been giving out is youtube.com slash arcade radio, and bam, it takes you. Really? Yeah, the people who set up their web servers are awesome. Uh, I've had a martini and a half, so woo! <laughs> Holy crap, it's working. Good job. But now, yeah, that works great. Dudes. Dudes. Frogger this time, Andy. We need to have a contest on this show. Okay, let's think of it. Right now. Okay. Wait a minute. During the show or like... Well, I mean, like for the next uh, show, we... Well, I don't know how we're going to work. How's that going to work? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's not like we could do... A, we could do a live... That'd be fun. We could do a live uh, Donkey Kong Championship. We could invite Billy Mitchell. <laughs> You know, Billy Mitchell, if you watch any of his Pac-Man or Centipede or all those other games that he's awesome at, mm-hmm. I mean, he's still great. Yeah, but he's... I don't think it's not diminished. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, he's a liar, though, so what difference does it make? I mean, he can be reformed, so... <laughs> put a Donkey Kong... Okay, okay, Chatters. Is Billy Mitchell a liar, or is he? Uh, is he still a legend to you? Or is he a legend and a liar? Let us know. Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, I find he is a... Uh, he's fallible. Oh, we got a liar. Liar is vote number one. Andy Baldwin, who I respect, by the way. <laughs> Me too. Me too. Oh, here's Casey. Legendary, legendary liar. liar. <laughs> well, you can't be a legendary liar unless you've done it for a long time. Yeah. And so, although I, it, I find it very ironic that he is now a liar when he accused Steve Sanders of being a liar. You know what I mean? I, th- I think that's kind of bullshit. It's like all those people who uh, are criminals and they accuse other people of being criminals and it turns out they're criminals. Yeah, it's it's like you're all part of the same fucking pack. Sorry, my language is terrible tonight. Dang it with your F words. I know, now I'm going to have to bleep it. Except for no, I don't. No, you don't. Oh, sorry, I haven't uploaded anything to SoundCloud even though I know the password. <laughs> well, I think we might need to work together on that so that it gets done in the right order. Because, uh, yeah, that first episode this season was awful. <laughs> or second episode, actually, was the one where yeah. where we had the new computer and things were not working. <laughs> 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 hey, kids. How about some pork products? <laughs> exactly. What? Uh-huh. They're all crooked. Yep. Well, at least Andy's speaking up. Casey has not. Like, the rest of the gang doesn't have anything to say. They're they're all they're all real quiet about it. Hmm. Our six listeners. Oh. That's awesome. 
It's like the poor version of Jeopardy. <laughs> it is like the worst version of Jeopardy right there. Uh-huh. Well. Pull the trigger, dude. Remember, no matter where you go, there you are. Yeah, that's true. Okay, buckaroo. All right, let's get this thing on the road. What do you think? Yeah, I'm, I concur. Okay. <laughs> From KOIR Studios in Minneapolis, Minnesota, this is Arcade Radio. Season 2, Episode 11 of the Arcade Radio Podcast. Today is Thursday, March 8th, 2018, and the time is now approximately 7.26 p.m. Central. Thanks for joining us in the Arcadosphere. This is your host, Adam Stevens. Adam and the aunties. I like that. Adam and, Adam and the aunties is what I was saying. <laughs> it didn't show up right, right? So you, you said... <laughs> well, you, it's a Midwest. We call them aunts. You can't... You can't Adam and the aunties. I get it. Auntie. And the formidable Mark Time Runner Shields joins me today. And the guest of Arcade Rake... Well, we don't... Maybe I should just not read this line. Yeah, we don't have a guest. Unless yeah. Dan Reed joins in, then he's going to be our guest. Yeah, you know, where's Dano? We should start a mystery, like a Hardy Boy, Nancy Drew mystery. I don't know. He talked to me this week, and I talked to him, I quizzed him a little bit about what he's been up to. He wanted to know, well, uh, let me just start the story. Let me preface. Okay. He sent me a text. Oh. He sent us both a text, and it said, get that $500 journey. And oh. I'm like... Oh man! Yeah, I saw that. I was like, "What is that all about, man?" I agree, and he didn't say who he was talking to, and we're all three in that chat. Right? I'm so, like, "Well, he can't be talking to me because I'm in Hawaii." I well, I mean, that's true. I, who knows if he knows that? So he did. I thought, I thought, wow, there's a $500 journey in Minnesota, and so I went to Minneapolis.Craigslist, looked nothing, hmm. and then I stopped. I was like, "Ah, oh, huh. interesting." And then my if this then that uh, rule <laughs> fired and showed me a journey, so I freaked out and I sent an email to the dude and I said, "I will buy your five hundred dollar journey. Let me know where I may go and give you U.S. currency." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then nothing happened. And then like three or four days later, Dan calls me. Whoa! On the road, which he likes to do. Yeah, he does. Hey, pal. He, he needed an update. Hey, buddy. <laughs> hey, buddy. Hey, What's pal. Up? Hey, Pally. Did you get that journey? 
<laughs> Did so, you? Did you get a journey? No, the the, the guy never wrote back. Uh, so Well, let me ask you this. Do you actually want a journey? Yes, I want a journey. <laughs> I want a journey. I, I, I like MCR games. I have a project, Satan's Hollow. I would put my Tron Fair enough. that I bought from Fair me enough. into Satan's Hollow, and then that journey all side by side, and then I would have an MCR Hall of Fame. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah! (laughs) Journey! (laughs) Classic. Faithfully! You you only need to learn the intro if you want to get a girl. I can't, you know, it's funny, you know, we've had this conversation on the show before, but Dan gets all bent out of shape when he finds out that Journey had no number one hits. I mean, they've. how can you be robbed every single time? I know, I know it's so awesome. You get up to number two and you never make it. <laughs> like, even this one. Oh. And that's like, they, you know, played at every wedding. You should, you should hit somewhere with that, right? Oh. <laughs> Oh, shite. <laughs> Texting Dan now, I'm saying, we are talking about you in a positive light for the whole show. <laughs> this should be our theme for Dan. I'll be all right without you. Mm. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, he hasn't even weighed in the whole Billy Mitchell thing. I don't even know what's happening. I I didn't oh, even think to ask. Actually, no, he did. He called he did? me. Yeah, we have. Oh, some, oh, that's right. That's yeah. right. He was like, we have some inside like a, information. He was a big player in this. Yeah, we have a lot of like I, we. Let's just say that if we wanted to, we could, we could, uh, we could wreak some havoc in the community. <laughs> that's weird that we can do that. I know, I know, and I, I, I don't. Frankly, I'm I'm tired of this story. I am. It's like, who gives a crap? He's a liar. I think it's settled down. It's settled down. Just let it be. I do want to record a video of me erasing his name from my Pac-Man machine, though. Oh my god, I've been trying to talk you out of that. <laughs> it's. I'm like, I think I it'd be awesome. Just... I think it'd be awesome because you know what? First of all, I'm at the Mall of America. The guy is there. He's sponsored by, you know, Minnesota State Lottery. They they freaking brought him out there. Uh, he does this whole thing. He does this whole shtick. You know, people know him as the Donkey Kong champion. Of course, you know, perfect Pac-Man champion. And he signs my machine with his, the date and the score that he, he hit the perfect Pac-Man, which makes no sense. Sign, sign the Mall of America date. I don't want that crap on my machine. Well, maybe people will think, oh my God, is this the machine? I know this is the machine, which is another lie. It's another freaking lie. Oh my God. That's the way to look at it. Wow. Yeah. It's a lie. Hmm. Like, I don't know what's going on in that megalomaniac head of his, but I'm going to erase that thing right off there. Besides, the marquee looks gorgeous without his signature on it. I think you should throw a big party. Yeah. I should be there. Yeah. Uh, Maybe Jimbo Didi. Oh, that'd be great. And uh, and we'll uh, we'll take a Polaroid photo of me erasing it. Well, no, we'll video it. We'll have some light, multiple <laughs> you know angles of lighting, and it'll be beautiful. It'll be a beautiful erasing. 
Oh my gosh, Andy Baldwin's like, can we play What's in the Jukebox now, please? <laughs> <laughs> Where's that? I, we have so that... much fun stuff for that. It, what's in the Jukebox? We were just talking about it before the show started. Oh my gosh, we'll give you a hint. 1987. That's it. Okay, so, uh, um, yeah. So that's what you've been working on. You've been kind of chasing a journey, I guess. No, what I've been working on has been a total nightmare. Oh, he sounds like my basement. Go on. Okay, so I had a, I have a centipede cocktail. It is completely done. I got beautiful end caps on it and everything now, mm-hmm. and everything. I even made a, a door out of like cardboard and painted it uh, a textured black just so it would be beautiful. And <laughs> anyway, long story short, the coin door. <laughs> Everybody misses this coin door because um, most of these games people like to steal money because money is you know lets you buy stuff. And so a lot of the coin doors on these games that were made by Atari have been bent up and beaten and broken and are missing typically. So I had one and I decided, hey, I'm going to have this fabricated and powder coated. Have I told you the story? I don't know. Just tell me it again. All right. So, well, th- there's new information because while you were in Hawaii, oh, shit yes. went down. Really? Shit went down. Sweet. Okay. Let's, let's talk about it. So they call me. They call me like, hey. You know, you want to see the the thing? Like, basically, what I did is I dropped off the thing. They powder coated it. That's great. I told them I wanted to make a copy. They said, "Hey, we can subcontract it. No problem. We'll make a a CAD version of it, and it'll be accurate. And then they'll go do it." I'm like, "All right. Well, I trust you." And then you know, they give me a, a, a you know a rate of how much it's going to cost. I'm saying, "And that's fine." And so they go, and you know, time passes, and then eventually they bring me back, and they're like here they all are and they're like away from me like in a pallet but they look great you know i see them from the distance and they're like okay we're gonna powder coat it tomorrow okay and i'm like great and then uh you know i come by the next day they they powder coated them they're like beautiful i don't take a good look at them though and we load them in my car and we bring them home and the first thing i do is go get a barrel lock and i put it in it fits so there, we, we're past that. But when I put it in, I'm like, why does the, why does the hole look like it's in the middle of the, of this tr- coin door? And so somehow, somebody in the fabrication process thought, oh, this this hole should be in the middle instead of up near the top, so that the throw can reach, you know, the top of the you know, the lip of whatever is above it to lock it. So they put the coin, the, they put the lock in the wrong place. And then upon further investigation, they, uh, the radius of the door is wrong. And, and I don't know if anybody else owns a Atari cocktail, but the, the radius of this coin box, you know, the lip has to fit into an engraved hole on the, on the cabinet. So they got the radius wrong. And then, Another dumb thing is that they use two pieces of uh, of metal to build it, and there's a seam on the bottom with two tiny little baby, little baby, uh, you know, little spot, babies. spot spot welds. I like little babies. And I'm like, you realize that like 60 pounds of quarters are going to be in these things. This this seam is not going to be able to hold them. It'll bust right through. So. The biggest problems, this obviously. This sounds like that... a freaking nightmare. You had somebody make a coin door out from a CAD drawing, and they screwed up. Yes, yes. Now I'm not going to take. I'm not going to say that. Uh, I I took the original back after they were done drawing it, assuming they that their drawing was good enough. 
I, that was my mistake. That was my bad. I would never do that again. I will always leave a sample with somebody so that if they screw up, they I've left they samples have that. too. What's that? Oh, nothing, nothing. Go ahead. Oh, I thought you were like agreeing with me in some way. <laughs> anyway, so long story short, I have I spent a thousand bucks basically on twenty paperweights. Oh and, my uh, god! And they're back. I sent them back. They're like trying to make it right. Oh no! And I'm using the quotation marks. Can, it so can, that's what I've been doing. They should just be melting that crap down and starting over. I agree. That's awful. That's a huge project, dude. Awesome. You know, good on you for doing it. But holy crap, that's aggressive. Next time, I'm totally gonna say, take them in. You know, from Clav, you do it. I'm never doing this again. I got. I got, tell you what. Um, our good friend Brian Armitage does this regularly. He's got um people that produce this stuff all the time. Work with him. He'll help you out. Yeah, I'm serious. He'll you will get it'll get done. Oh, I believe it. Yeah, and he's good with he's good with designing stuff. He's got his own little CAD station. He does he does all kinds of design work. So work work with Brian. He'll help. Aaron you Aaron Sanders also offered to do that. Yeah, dude. Aaron's in the chat. A lot right of people now. are good at it. Oh, okay. is he? Oh, there he is. Yeah, he just joined us. Sup, gents? He says. Yeah. What's up? So. Anyway, okay, that's what I've been doing. What have you been doing? I know that you're. Holy crap! I was on. Well, yeah. Yeah. Tell me everything. Dude, I had such a great vacation. Well, you know, we went to L.A. for uh, a day and a half, uh, and then we went to Hawaii for two weeks, so that was great. I got a great tan, uh, a little bit of burned, and then it turned to tan, so I'm happy about that. While I was out there, I decided to do a little arcade search while I was on Kauai. Guess what I found? Absolutely (laughs) nothing. There is not a person on the freaking island of Kauai that has anything for sale in the the arcade world. It is unbelievable. There is not a single arcade game on that island. Wow. <laughs> I mean, admittedly, it is the Garden Island. It is a quiet island. You know, most people go to like uh, Oahu or, or Maui, and um, you know, we like Kauai because it's quiet. And but I was I was a little disappointed. You know, I was like, God dang it! I can't even, I can't find anything. You know, so I don't recall any arcade action when I was there, December in 1987. Well, and I think um, what we're thinking about doing is, you know. Uh, starting up a business there. We have an idea. We're going to open a roller rink and put an arcade in there. And um, we'll live there three three to six months out of the year. And then... Oh, did, wait. Armitage lived out there, though, didn't he? Well, he lived on Oahu. Yeah, because he was... He was That's doing... the good one, right? Well, it's the big one with the city and all that. He was Which just... one has uh, the uh, the bounty hunter guy? Which That's Oahu. That That's, yeah, yeah. Dog, Dog the Bounty Hunter, yeah. I want to live there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Mm-hmm. We could have him on the show. Doc the Bonnie Hunter? That would be awesome. We should we should totally do that. I'm sure he has free time. Let's see what happens. So um before I left, you guys may remember that I had a, a little bit of a leak from the um refrigerator, which destroyed the ceiling in my main um in one of my arcade rooms. And uh so right now I have a, a guy that's in here working on it and he's doing great work. And he's he's pretty inexpensive, so I'm super excited. Um, he'll be done middle of next week because he's got to come back for a couple of skim coats. And uh, then I'm going to have a fully operational arcade. While that big hole was open in the ceiling, I added a 20-amp dedicated and a 15-amp dedicated uh, circuit. So now everything runs in the basement without any power issues. That's one, been one of, one of my biggest. So guess what, dudes? I'm having one of my first uh, arcade parties in probably four years uh, this spring. So watch out. You know, locals who are interested, um, 
we're going to have, you know, we're going to run it like usual. We'll probably have a four to four to eight children curfew and then eight to midnight adults only. So that's kind of how we roll around here. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, but yeah, no, nothing uh, really, nothing really new on the arcade purchasing side. I was still, still working out some bugs in my Mr. and Mrs. Pac-Man. I think I'm almost there, but you know. I did bring home my Tubin finally. It's been only in storage since I ever had the two Tubins. Oh, I love Tubin. Such a fun game. What do you tell me? Tell us. And I, I noticed you got some some buttons from Paradise Arcade, so that's pretty sweet. Yep. Yeah. I I mean I I had <laughs> I actually acquired the game in 2016. Brought the control panel home. Put in the buttons. Figured out like the the wiring and the voltage stuff in 2017. And now in 2018, I married it back to its cabinet. Um, and it, it's beautiful. It, you know, the, mo- the motor up there and the marquee actually was just clipped yep. and worked. So I just had to, I made a little awesome. Molex connector. I was very happy with that. Uh, cleaned it up. It does need some blue T molding and some T molding for the base. I talked to Kalen. Kalen like has the last T molding that exists on the planet. You, you for... know, this old game has the entire art package for that, right? Oh, the art's fine. Yeah, my art's beautiful. Oh, Just awesome. that that weird one point five inch T molding. It's like gigantic. Uh, really nobody makes it. They, somebody reproed it, and then like it all ran out. Like there's a guy on eBay with eight feet of it. He's selling it for eighty eight bucks, and I'm like, John Jacobson's like, ask Kalen. He probably has some. And you could did. buy. You could buy black. They make one point five black, but not grooved black. Yeah, but who gives a crap? It's just it's, it's ribbed for your pleasure, as Aaron Sanders. <laughs> oh my gosh, it was like right on cue. Oh my yes. god. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Mm, mm. Now, my wife and I have been playing it. It's pretty good. I enjoy Jurassic. Uh, I, I know there's 45 levels. I don't know if we can bear yeah. that long of the game to get all the way that way to the end. But <sighs> well, should we should we do some news or what do you think? Yeah, what's in the news? Let's, right, let's find it out. It's the Arcade News with Adam Stevens. <laughs> Via WTMJ TV. Oh my gosh, my jaw hurts just saying that. In Milwaukee, uh, Uptown um, Arcade is has released a new footprint for a... a a lovely new location in Milwaukee. Designs have been released for an up-down, uh, a new arcade bar opening on East Bradley Street, um, and, and a rendering from Vavra Design shows multiple levels to the new establishments, both on the indoor and outdoors, just like their popular Minneapolis location. There are outdoor patios on both the upper and level and ground level. So the arcade bar will be located on 615 East Bradley, uh, street and the construction is e- already East Bradley East, East Bradley, Bradley Street oh, yeah, and, that down. Yep, and construction is already underway and is expected to complete um, for an opening in August and I gotta say this is like this, this is awesome if you guys have not been to an Uptown Arcade they do a great job um, awesome craft beer selection they're sure to have a lot of um, Wisconsin brews on tap and then they have a full bar they'll probably have some pizza just like they do here um, pizza is not so great but hey you know, there's got to be something else to eat around there. So, um, you know, have have some great drinks and enjoy the lovely um, new location for Up Down. Um, and and they'll they'll 
for certain have a great selection of classic and uh, arcade and pinball and some new stuff as well. <coughs> right? What do you think about that? <laughs> so uh, also via Touch Arcade, Horizon Chase, the arcade racer, goes to Hawaii. I had to stick this in here just because of Hawaii, right? So the brilliant retro arcade game supports excellent drive mechanics combined with really tight controls. This is also for, by the way, um, mobile devices. Um, To make one of the most compelling race titles on its retrospective app stores. Um, Horizon Chase has gotten great reviews since its launch. And this week, developer Aquarius has announced a brand new update that is sure to suck fans of the arcade racer straight back into the title's low-poly world. In contrast to the very cold weather conditions of late, the next cup in the Horizon Chase game is set in the sunny climate of Hawaii and should be available to download on the App Store very soon. It's available for Android users right now, and Apple users can suck it. So, I slept right through that. I have no idea what you just said. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what he said. <laughs> also, via Arcade Radio, that's us, Mario Day is almost here. National Mario Day is observed each year on March 10th and honors Mario from the popular Nintendo game. This gamer holiday is celebrated on March 10th because of the way the date appears when abbreviated mar one zero. It looks just like the name Mario. So, when March 10 rolls around, be sure to grab your favorite Mario title and give a jump and give that Mr. Jumpman some love. Uh, well, we should just throw a little. I was a little bit, you know. So I, I think that we should ask, ask the audience a question right here. What is your favorite Nintendo game? You know, what is, is it? Is it Donkey Kong? Is it one of? Is it Smash Bros? What, what is it? Nintendo Hellfire, maybe. Nobody? Yeah, what it could be, you know. Oh, oh, what's the Skyskipper? Oh, oh, dude, he should be on soon. I think, right? I think he's going to be on like next. Oh, Good. Sh- maybe next week. Actually, it can't be next week because I've got a I've got a thing, but um, maybe the week after that. Uh, although I think I promised you've got him. a thing. I might have promised him next week, so we may, we may be on next week. Uh, I'm good next week. Okay. Uh, I'll have a conflict in the middle of March, uh, April. Okay, well, you know, I'll have to get a guest host then for sure. I'm gonna make sure somebody's here with me. Okay. Yeah, we lo- I love it when we have guest hosts. Uh, yeah. It's like so, having an, a smart AI. Or <laughs> and our last news article via Ars Technica. Super Smash Brothers is coming to Switch. The last Nintendo Direct announcement, which actually happened today, um, um, ended with a monstrous bang as Nintendo finally confirmed what fighting games have been waiting and hoping to hear, that Smash Brothers... The series is coming to Nintendo Switch. Even better, fans won't have to uh, wait long as the new gamers trailer ended with a promise of 2018, which is pretty awesome. And I, I don't know if any of you have played Smash Brothers. Pretty fun. Anyway, we at Arcade Radio will be watching for it. You should too. And, uh, and I'm looking into the chat right now to see who is, who's got their favorite games out there. And classic Mario Brothers came straight to the top. Uh, Super Mario Brothers OG, hmm? um, <laughs> OG, OG. <laughs> um, Mark, what's your favorite Mario? My favorite Mario Brothers game, I think it's still Popeye. I I really have a lot of fond memories around Popeye. Yeah, but there's no, there's no Mario in that. So I mean, it's a Nintendo game. 
I get that. I okay, okay. So it, it, I thought you said favorite Nintendo. Earlier. I probably did. I probably said favorite Nintendo. Okay. I did say that's favorite. why I set my heart on Popeye. But Popeye my is fa- a great game. I will. I will concede that I really love that game. You know. I guess my favorite. I mean, it, it still has to be Donkey Kong. I mean, I'm terrible at it. Uh, yeah. But, you yeah. know, I. It, it's either that or Mario. Super Mario? No, okay, regular let's, Mario. Okay, let's let's divide it into two categories. I'm going to ask yeah. you two part question. So, Donkey Kong definitely your arcade favorite, right? So, if there's a Mario game that you have to choose, Jumpman wins. He gets your love. He gets your respect because it was the first game, right? And it's still still one of the best. Out of all the console games to be released, and, and you and any game now, think hard because Mario has appeared in a lot of different Nintendo titles over the years. So. In all of the console games, which one might be your favorite? Even golf games. He's in a golf game, by the way. Oh, God. Now I'm still going to have to say Donkey Kong. I mean, it's just, just too Iconic. too classic and too... Yeah, it's an icon. Right. I hear you. Yeah. Well, I'm going to go with Donkey Kong also for arcade. Oh. Um, but for um, console appearance, I'm going to say Mike Tyson's Punch-Out. Mario's in Mike Tyson's Punch-Out? He's the referee. No. Yeah, it's, it's Mario. Are Mar- you sure? Um, no. Yeah, it's dude. Not. Dude, look right. it up. It's Mario, dude. <laughs> it's always, is it just Punch Out or just Mike Tyson's Punch no, Out? No, he's in both. He's in both Punch Out and, and Mike Tyson's Punch Out. God damn this cat. It is him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How did I? I thought it was some other dude. Okay, I, I, have, to, I have to give a shout out to Randall because this was my other thought. Wrecking Crew for NES is one of the most underrated titles with Mario in it. And if you've not played Wrecking Crew for the Nintendo Entertainment System, you owe it to yourself to get a copy of it. Either maim it, you know, put it on your uh, your cartridge, you know, your your SD cartridge, or or buy the original game for crying out loud. I think it's under ten bucks most of the time. Uh, it's a fantastic title, Wrecking Crew. Is totally underrated puzzle game. It has, uh, I think, both um, Mario and and Luigi. I'm not sure, but fantastic, fantastic title. That's that people overlook. Yeah, I'm looking at pictures of it now. I've never heard of it. I, yeah. I, did, I never owned an NES. Oh, are you serious? No. Oh, dude, I don't know what I, happened? Well, I have two top loaders and a front loader. We should maybe work something out. I'll send you one of my top loaders. They they never fail. Sounds kinky. Yeah. I have a top loader, and I'm like, I'm, I'm a bottom a top loader. loader. No, I'm not. Gross. Yikes. Okay. Back in 82, I used to be able to throw a pigskin quarter mile. Back, back to the, to cave, the cave with, with Time Runner. Why are things so heavy in the future? Is there a problem with the Earth's gravitational pull? Hey, everybody. Welcome. We are time traveling today to the year 1987. It is March 8th, 1987. Let's do some math. Is that 31 years, I think? Yeah. I'm looking at Adam for validation. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> 31, 19, 2018, 1987. Yeah. I know because I had my 30 year anniversary. 31 years, yeah. Graduation. That's awful. Holy moly. Oh my gosh. Hello oh. and welcome to What's in the Juke. Oops. I'm a little... no, we're not there yet. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. We got to get through three little bits of information before we get to the juke. 
Okay. I know. And Andy Baldwin's like, please, God, the juke, pr- please. <laughs> I know. It's like the, some people are only listening to the show for this segment now. Which we, I like this. Which we I mean, just invented like, what, four episodes ago? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about arcade news on March 8th. All right. Let's do it. Let's do uh, it. Only two weeks had passed since Konami released Contra. Oh, my God. Contra you, was so fucking awesome. You loved it, huh? Oh, such a good game. <laughs> you know, Contra employs a variety of playing perspectives, uh, which includes the standard, standard side view, the side-scrolling yeah, view that yeah. we're familiar with, a fake 3D view like Zaxxon. I wonder if Zaxxon influenced that. Uh, the 3D um, view in Contra was much more playable than Zaxxon, in my Yeah, opinion. I mean, I guess the player proceeds by shooting and moving forwards towards the background, in addition to left and right. I don't know. There's also a fixed screen format in which the player has the gun aimed directly up as a default. And uh, let's see, up to two people could play up simultaneously. One player was Bill, the blonde-haired commando with a white tank top and blue bandana. <laughs> oh, my God. You know what? That would be a great Halloween costume. It's like Chuck Norris light. <laughs> the other player, Lance, the shirtless, dark-haired commando in the red bandana. Why two white guys? Nobody knows. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I like to say Lance was Hispanic. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, my God. Way to make a racist. <laughs> I'm not racist. I'm just trying to broaden the horizons of whatever was going on between Bill and Lance. I mean, they, they, had, they always got double beds. That's what I know for sure. At least we're not doing a Cajun accent. Cause that would... <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I, don't even, I can't even do a Cajun accent. Oh my god. What are you drinking? A white Russian. <laughs> Trying to get the nuts I, out of the bottom. <laughs> I've had do, two dirty martinis with Tito's vodka and I am uh, pretty toasty. I, I'm drinking Tito's also. I think I think it's the arcade gamers vodka, really. I know once once yeah, once John Jacobson introduced us to that Tito's after the end of the journey saga. <laughs> I, I I'd never heard of it and then now I'm like hooked on it. it you know it's funny. I uh I had a client in Texas and I saw a billboard for Tito's. Uh, well, uh, a friend of mine that's in town said, "Hey, if you like Tito's, which is an it's actually made in Austin." He said, "You should try Space City. That's made in Houston." And I was at the liquor store this evening and I picked up the Space City and I I kid you not, it's built like a weird car part where the bottle is like four feet tall and there's no handle. And I'm like, I don't want to buy this. This is like the stupidest bottle I've ever, this is a disaster waiting to happen. So I just bought another gallon of Tito's because it's safer. (laughs) 1.75 liter. Let's talk about what's going on at the box office on March 8th. Yeah, that sounds good. I don't know what that means, sir. <laughs> so, so on March 8th, uh, the first and best, in my opinion, Lethal Weapon film opened at the number one spot. It rained there for several weeks. Um, in the 21st century, this film brought about the popular phrase, the only good Mel Gibson is a crazy Mel Gibson. Aw. Yeah. Way to make it racist. That's not racist. What are you talking about? <laughs> I never mentioned his Australian roots. Whatever. Hmm. Did you say something about Robocop? No. Didn't that come out in 87? 
no more white Russians for you. <laughs> it did actually. And my story about RoboCop, I w- <laughs> I saw RoboCop with my miniature- I buy that for a dollar. My miniature girlfriend Lori. She was like four foot eleven. <laughs> she was super cute, but uh, for some reason after that, I liked short girls. I don't know why. And you know what? Going to Minnesota, big mistake because everybody's like five ten. Um, <laughs> anyway, long story short, we go to RoboCop, and I swear to God. A little person, aka a midget, <laughs> sits down right next to us and is staring at her. And we're like, "What is happening?" And then we eventually like freak out because the guy keeps staring at her. And then we ran away. I mean, nowadays I'd be like calling the police. Way to make it racist. I never said what race he was. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> We actually left the theater and we did not finish the movie. And then we had to come back and watch it a second time. You know what? No. You know what? Now that I think about it, this might have been, uh, what was that m- movie with the mannequin and the guy who loved the mannequin? Mannequin? Oh, mannequin. Yeah. <laughs> Way to make it racist. It may have been mannequin. I, I, you know what? Now that I think about it, yes, that was mannequin. <laughs> same theater, though. The same girlfriend. How did we get off this? I was talking about Mel Gibbs. All right, whatever. All right, let's talk about what was on TV on March 8th. Okay, let's talk about that. Yeah, that's quickie. Here we go. Uh, The Wonderful World of Disney was on ABC, and then right after that was James Bond in Moonraker. What is your opinion of the film Moonraker? Oh, my gosh. It's a terrible, terribly awesome movie. I know. It's the. It's just not... It's boring and dumb. I mean, Jaws is in it. I like that. And the end where they're floating around in the air, like hooking up. That, that I was like, oh, that's nice. There, it's 80s. Oh, yeah. And this... That movie I mean, came out in like 1979 or something, just after the Star Wars craze. And actually, they got a lot of things right about the shuttle before it launched. Yeah, that's true. It's funny that they are in a reusable shuttle before it even like went up into space. Right. It hadn't even launched yet. So from that perspective, I have to give it a little respect. But it was it's probably one of the most terrible James Bond movies ever made. Yeah, it's awful. I'm, luckily, he's never been back to space. Now, that said, I still love watching it. I think it's entertaining as hell. I think I haven't seen or attempted to see it in 20 years. Oh, so if it, if I, you say so. You should. You will. You will laugh your ass off. I'm sure my wife will hate me. Mm, you gotta watch it. Better than what Octopussy. Else? I like Octopussy. I don't know why. CBS <laughs> had 60 Minutes and Murder She Wrote, and then finally NBC had the A Team. Yes, they've been in. They were on for a long time. Holy crap. Now, was that a Sunday night? That's weird that the A-Team was on on a Sunday night. I would have thought it was like a Tuesday or a Thursday show. I wonder if they were just backfilling something that was terrible. It's interesting. I was just watching a, a, a an a interview with um, Mr. T and um, a couple other cast members. Uh, Dwight. What's his name? Dwight. Uh... Dwight Odelius? That's a guy I went to high school with. No, Murdoch. Murdoch. Oh, yeah, Murdoch. Anyway, um, apparently George Pappard had was supposed to be like Falcon's Crest or some other crap like that, and he got fired, and so they hired him for A Team. Um, but apparently he was like a huge drunk. And, oh no! And awful to work with, Dwight Schrute. No, not Dwight Schrute. Uh, Dwight. Let me. I'm gonna look it up. I got the freaking internet. Murdoch. 
Dwight. Sh- oh, th- I know who you're talking Schultz. about. Schultz. Dwight Schultz. Dwight Schultz. I didn't yes. even have to look it up because you just kind of did, sh- and I was like, yeah, Schultz. Yes. So, <laughs> close. Anyway. Yeah. So anyhow, apparently George Papard was like a total bear to work with, and he was overbearing and told everyone how it was going to be and had a huge problem with um, Mr. T making more money than he did because Mr. T was the first person hired. And and he was hired because of um, his work on Rocky, Rocky Three. You know, Eye of the Tiger, Survivor, right? I didn't. I did not know that the timing on that. Yeah. So I mean, it's interesting to me to you know, as an adult, to learn all that stuff because like you have no clue when you're a kid. But uh, George Papard, you know, apparently quite the. Oh. Uh, Wait, the I'll, I'll have to watch an ATM episode with an eye out for that. I tried to watch the uh, Greatest American Hero, and it is terrible. Oh, I love that show. The first I season, the first season's actually not bad. The, the second and third are completely r- ridiculous. Ridiculously good? No, they're ridiculously awful. But I still watch them. Yeah, I mean, I watch them all. But the thing is, I tried to get my wife into it because she loves the Family Guy, where Peter's flying through the air singing the song. <laughs> But guess what? There's not a similar like, you know, entry point where that that happens. It starts off very. It's a dramedy, you know. I mean, they do whatever they can to make the drama. They were going to reboot that show. I never. I don't know what happened to they it. They still are. It's going to be a uh, like a Hispanic chick now. Really? That's right. That sounds terrible. Not because of the Hispanic chick, just because it sounds no, like it's, it's. It's because of the Hispanic chick. Trust me. It's wow. Oh my gosh! You know, and, and by the way, you know it's um, Stephen J. Canal who brought us, you know, such hits as you know, Silk Stockings. So, I mean, I mean, unless they try to do it like a Wonder Woman type of slant, I mean, I don't know, man. It's possible. It's it's it it was a great idea. The it, it had a huge. Uh, it was the first episode was uh, aired after the Super Bowl, and um, they had a giant. Um, Ratings boost, and for the first season, or the the pilot, the the pilot, and and so they actually they they did really well their first season, and and the writers were really good. But then they all the writers left, and they had uh uh the exec said this isn't kid friendly enough; it's too serious, and people aren't aren't enjoying it. So we got to change it, and so they did, and it really sucked. They 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 made it terrible, but it had a lot of potential. I still love that show, regardless. Regardless of how terrible it got, uh, I still love that show. I love the characters, you know. You loved all of the 30-year-old students that he had in his I know. Wasn't that ridiculous? It's like Rhonda is like 100 years old. She's as old as he is. Terrible. Terrible. William William Cat or whatever, he's not... They didn't do much to make him look different. I mean, like, hey, at least grow a blonde mustache, sir. I mean, come on. Oh, there there are so many. I could go on about this show. It's not it. We, they changed his name in the second season too. Dave from Buffalo says that you have to watch Shazam as an adult to see how bad. Oh my gosh, they're remaking Shazam right now too, and it looks horrible. Hey, it's uh, well, no, it doesn't look. Horrible. It looks horrible. The guy's the hair. He's got like, like a freaking helmet. He looks awful. I don't know what helmet you're talking. Oh, about. Oh, he looks terrible. <sighs> All right, we'll revisit this in a year when this finally comes out. Yeah, so, by the way, Ralph Hinckley was his yeah. name. 
Uh, William Cat uh, played Ralph Hinckley. The second season, they changed his name to Ralph Hanley. You know why? Cause no. Because they, they arrested some serial killer in, in L.A. that was named Ralph Hinckley. Shut up. I'm not kidding. So they're like, nope, we got we to gotta change his name to Ralph Hanley. And everybody's like, what the heck is, you know, what the F is that? And by the way, Robert Culp uh, acted with uh, Bill, Bill Cosby in the 60s show I Spy, which is fantastic if you haven't seen it. Um, and, you know. I don't know. Yeah, but Fagrant, Fagrant, <laughs> drive the point home there. <laughs> well, I know. I just try to switch, uh, change the subject, you know, yes. a little bit. Yes. Well, hey, but Michael Parr, a- what was his name? Pipe? Was it Michael Pear? Michael Parr? Michael Pear? Paré. Paré. He played. Uh, um, who did he play? He played uh, Tony Valencia or whatever. Yeah, he was like the Italian dude on the show, right? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Well, he was. He was the main guy. I didn't know he was Italian. Well, he his in the show he was Italian. You know, he was extra. Oh, yeah. He was like, he dude, I look talk like yeah. this. I'm like, oh, yeah. I got oh. some pizza at home. You want yeah, to come have some? Yeah, I got some pizza some? at home. And then he ended up being an Eddie in the Cruisers. Oh yeah, that guy, Michael Perret. Yes. Yeah. Streets of Fire, Philadelphia Experiment, and then he kind of fell off the face of the planet. You know. Anyway. We could go on and on about that show. I love that or, show. I love Steve. Stephen J. Cannell was actually responsible for the A Team. Can't believe it. Yeah. Hey, Adam. What what's in the juke? Are we ready for that? What's I, in the juke? Are they okay? I don't know. Hello and welcome to What's in the Juke, the awesome. <laughs> I cut myself off. Did you? The awesome. The awesome. I think it's time for What's in the Juke. Mark, we have a great selection of, of tracks this week. We do. I don't know if we have 10. I think we may have nine. <laughs> we have 10. Four, seven, eight, nine, 10. Yes. They're awesome. <laughs> we have I 10 tracks. About 1987. So set your brain tune thing to 1987. <laughs> and we're going to play like a couple seconds. And the uh, eight players in our chat are going to try. And if you're listening to this podcast on a replay, feel free to play, you know, with yourself. Play with yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody there. Go for it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to play the first clip. All right. What? <laughs> nice. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> We're waiting. We're watching the people on the chat. We are waiting and watching. Ooh. Boom. Andy what says, what v- did you think? <laughs> <laughs> I got Randy. Randy is the first one to to do it. He did say Billy Vera, which is correct. Holy crap. Randy got Randy got it. That's not the name of the song. What v- did you think? It's not the name no, of the song? No, that's not. <laughs> it is not. It's close. Billy Vera's correct, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, that's the beginning of the sentence. The Yeah, yeah, he got the end of it. Casey did. <laughs> All right. So we got to split that point? 0. 0.5 to Randy and 0. 0.5 to Casey. Well, no, it looks like Casey's wife got it. Oh. All, all Randy said was what? what? No, he said, he said Billy Vera right after that. He did. Yeah. Okay. Fine. We'll so we're gonna have one. to split it. Point five there, and point five for the Ralford family. Yes. 
Because yeah, and it's Billy Vera and the Beaters, by the way. Beaters, and who knows what that means? <laughs> I don't know either. They they like to make eggs. Yeah, at this moment was the name of the song, right? Yes. Okay. Next song uh, coming up. Yeah. That's all you need. That is all you need. You know there. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're waiting for the slight delay. Yeah, exactly. Looking at the channel, watching. We're watching. Yes, yeah. Oh, Randall got it. Land of confusion. Boom. Who got it? Randall Gelking. Really? Uh, Land of confusion. I'll give it to him. I give it. But again, uh, Genesis was Andy Baldwin, so there's a split there. I mean, if you can get the name the, the name of the song correct, uh, I think I may, I mean, do you have to say both? Is, is I don't know. I think you honest. should get some credit. You know, I think you should get some credit for getting the band, right? I think that's fair. I would give them, I'd split that one down. So well, Dan Copeland, has a we, we got a new, now? Dan Copeland just joined. We got nine people in the chat now. Oh, Dan. Yeah, he's we, always my, my guy on uh, the John's Arcade shop box. So we got, uh, point five for for uh, I think Randy's got a whole point now. He does. <laughs> He's got a whole point, and then and then and Casey. Uh, oh no, Andy gets the Genesis point five. Yeah, so he has a half point. He's and got Casey a half point. Has, oh man, we have to write this stuff down. Yeah, okay, right? let's write it down. Okay, you okay, got, okay who has paper? Do you have paper? Uh, I'm gonna get a notepad going here. I got it. All right, you got it. Yeah. yeah so yeah. Casey's got uh. Point five, right? And Randy's got a whole point, and then right. Andy's got a half point. Got it. All right, let's keep going. All right, okay. Now, this is a, a clip from the next uh, part. You, you can't talk about. It. You have to just make them. Here guess. we go. Here we go. Oh boy. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Title and song. Yeah. T- well, we want the song and the artist. Oh, artist. Yep. And you get a full point for the artist and the oh. Here we go. Control, control, control. Two steps forward. Nope. Wrong, wrong song. <laughs> Great guess, Aaron, though. Great. Holy crap. So I see uh, Casey gets a full point. Yep. <laughs> Casey got a, a both uh, the name and the artist before anyone else. Got it. Yep. Right? That was great. Okay, we're going to play just the beginning of this song. All right. Yes, that's a good idea. Here we go. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> oh my gosh, here we go. Aaron got the point five. Bon, uh, Bob Jovi. <laughs> I'm going to have to give that to Aaron Sanders. Because Bob Jovi was not the right answer. <laughs> so, okay, so Aaron got a full point. <laughs> Aaron gets Aaron gets a full point for living out of prayer, Bon Jovi. Wow, that was fast. <laughs> it was really good. It's faster because he's in Houston with me. I I'm slipping tonight, Randy said, Randall Gelkin Oh, said. my gosh. That's so awesome. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I might just go to a random spot in this one. Um, All right. Good. Here we just, go. All right. Here we go. That's going to be tough. That, yeah, that's a good spot that you picked. 
<laughs> My grandma thought it was evil that I could sing Bon Jovi at two years old. <laughs> and and Casey says, My answer comes through on the on the chat first. Are you guys not seeing that? No. <laughs> not this week, Casey. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Oh. Daniel yeah. Copeland actually has the Oh my gosh. Daniel Copeland gets point five and Casey gets point five. Okay, done. I love it. Both of you guys, Georgia Satellites, keep your hands to yourself is correct. Yeah, I I think that's I had to I had to give everybody a little release, you know. Yeah, Team Relford <laughs> is in first place. It, Randall says he was first, but you know the thing is I think when you type in something, it doesn't actually send it. You know, so what we're getting is the stream. Yeah, I mean, I think it's fair because what we see is, you yeah, know, what you and I see are the same. It's an aggregate of every everybody's answers, and even though they may be getting some some delay back and forth, <laughs> this election is rigged. <laughs> right, right. So, um, uh, so let's see. Team Relford and Aaron are tied at two. Well, no, actually, Team Relford's in first place with one, two points. Okay. Aaron has one point. All right. Randy has one point. Randall, rather. Yep, yep. yep. And Andy Baldwin and Daniel Copeland are tied at, with point five. Excellent. I think this is great. Okay, here we go. Next okay. n- next track. Next one. All right. Yes. <laughs> That's a tough one. Dave from Buffalo. I have zero. That is not correct, Dave. Z- oh, well, Casey. Casey nope. gets one point, uh, 0.5. Not Amanda. Amanda's wrong. Nope, not Amanda. Less popular than Amanda. Less popular than Amanda, correct. We got 0.5 for Casey, though. You got that marked down? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. Maybe another little clip? Third st- oh, it is off third stage. That's yeah. the album, but th- that's right. not that's not the song. <laughs> yep. So we're getting close. Yeah. They s- they say the words at yeah. some point. Here we go. Whoa! I think I got it right there. They should be able to get this. If they don't, it's okay. This is kind of interesting because it's like a number six song not not out of sight it's very very close we're ready casey got both he got a full point yep the team relford way ahead (laughs) andy baldwin though like right on the cusp yep yeah i love it i love it okay this one we're just gonna play the beginning of it and if you if you can't get it i don't know what to say that's it (laughs) 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 yeah so it's interesting you know there's there's a anyone who is posting is seeing their you know there's um an aggregate of the of the of the delay in the milliseconds that it takes for somebody to post but what we're seeing is true to everybody that's that's listening to the show i i think it's a fair it's a fair um a fair game 
Chicago. So Gelkin got Chicago. That's so he gets a half a. Point. He gets a half a point. Randy gets a half a point. But it looks like you're gonna need to play a little bit more of that intro. Yeah, it, I I kind of stump people on that, huh? That's which is weird. I'm gonna I'll play it a little bit more. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's what I like. There we go. Oh, not hard to say. I'm yep. sorry. It was a good guess, though. Good guess. I'll play a little bit of the, of the middle. He says he hates everything after Chicago 3. <laughs> I'm like, this is probably Chicago 17, so yep, yep. way after that. Andy Baldwin. Peter Cetera. That's not the band's name. He said that earlier, too. He's like, like before we even started playing, he just blurted out Peter Cetera after I said 1987. He's like, Peter Cetera. <laughs> 25 or 64 wasn't on was no, Chicago no, 16 and, no. and Chicago 18. Saturday in the Park. Now they're just guessing. No. Okay, I'm going to play oh, a, a little bit more. I'll play a little bit yeah, more. Somewhere in the middle. Here we go. That, that's got to give it to him, right? That's so good. <laughs> it is Peter Cetera. Talk about teenage angst. Yeah, we could give you know Andy Ballman like .25 for that <laughs> on my own is no. not the name of the song no nope. sorry sorry the famous on my own <laughs> yeah that is the hook right <laughs> david foster wrote this song he, if she would have been faithful <laughs> oh my god we're going like the whole gamut here they're probably like got Chicago Wikipedia up and they're like, <laughs> just start naming all of them. <laughs> exactly. Boom, Will you still Andy Ballman got it? Yes. Woo. Dude, Andy Ballman gets 0.5. Sweet. <laughs> that was a good one. That was a tough one. All right. This is one of my favorite uh, tracks off of this week's selection. Um, let's give it a give it a spin and see if people can figure it out. I'm going to just play the first few bars and then we'll skip to the middle if they can't get it. That was a lot. That was a lot. But I love how both of these intros are like piano intros. Well, yeah, that one that was definitely like synthesizer. Uh, oh my gosh, is this love? Bam. That was Dave from Buffalo. Dave from Buffalo on the pulls chart. it out, and Randy gets Survivor. Uh, Randy gets high on you, wrong. I I think we should take a point, a half point away from him. <laughs> no, no, I'm gonna give Randy. Uh, he's getting half. So he's Dave half. gets half, and Randy gets half. Hey, Randall, do you mind that we're calling you Randy? I don't know why we're doing. I, it, I think he's okay with that. Okay, yeah, good. yeah, yeah. I'm White Snake. Is this love? Close, buddy. I can see that. I love, I love that song. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. No. Oh. Okay. All right. The next track. Uh, I'm gonna play just the beginning. It's gonna be a race on this one. I know. I'm ready. I mean, seriously, we're going to have to watch. You guys are, here he comes. All right. 
That's all I'm playing. <laughs> like if you can't I love get maracas. <laughs> Me too. I do say I love it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, let's see what they say. Walk Randy like an ifrifif. I'm gonna give it to Aaron. Randy, you need to type a little fa- better. Aaron Aaron had it nailed with walk like an Egyptian. All right, I'll give that. Yeah. <laughs> and actually, Andy Baldwin came in with Bengals second, so he gets the other half point. Got it. Yep. You guys are awesome. You guys are doing so great. This is so awesome. All right. All right. This last one, you guys. <laughs> walk like an Ephiri again. Ephrifrian. <laughs> <laughs> If at least a G had been in there, I'd have been like, let's give it to Randall. Oh, my gosh. Casey didn't hear the, the song, so there is a little bit of delay going on here, so that's not so good. But, oh, wow. Uh, but seriously, Casey and, and Dolly, they they probably win every week. So I don't know. Uh, Casey, maybe just refresh your window for this last one. Yeah, we'll, yeah. We'll wait till you've refreshed. Yeah. Everybody, you give a, everybody give the window a refresh yes. for the last one because this is going to be like a fight to the finish. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Literally. <laughs> Literally. Literally. <laughs> Gosh, nineteen eighty seven was a lot of fun. Oh, I know. I can't wait to do some other uh, months out of that month. Oh year. my gosh. It was such a great year. I think that actually might be the year that Casey quit the top forty. American top forty. And uh Shadow Stevens came in like in eighty eight. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, uh, they had a, he had a conflict with the studio, and he's like, I'm not doing the show anymore. Shadow. Yeah. All right, let's let's do it. Okay, so everybody's this is refreshed. everybody's refreshed. Yep. Uh, I don't see Casey refreshed. I'm gonna make sure Casey's refreshed. Okay, a little dog named Snuckles. <laughs> yeah, Randy, you're right. In fact, Randy, uh, since you since you did that and everybody's refreshing, I'm just gonna play a little clip for you guys. Um. Because I happen to have that clip, and uh, what? Yeah, it's it's really good. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yep. I'm gonna play it here. Uh huh. Yeah. Now we're up to our long distance dedication, and this one is about kids and pets, and a situation that we can all understand, whether we have kids or pets or neither. Or it's from a man in Cincinnati, Ohio, and here's what he writes. Dear Casey, this may seem to be a strange dedication request, but I'm quite sincere, and it'll mean a lot if you play it. Recently, there was a death in our family. He was a little dog named Snuggles, but he was most <laughs> certainly a part of... Let's come start again. From coming out of the record. Play the record, okay? Please. Please. See, when you come out of those up-tempo goddamn numbers, man, it's impossible to make those transitions. And then you got to go into somebody dying. You know, they do this to me all the time. I don't know what the hell they do it for, but goddamn it, if we can't come out of a slow record, I don't understand it. Is Don on the phone? Okay, I want a goddamn concerted effort to come out of a record that isn't a fucking up-tempo record every time I do a goddamn death dedication. (laughs) Now, make it, and I also want to know what happened to the pictures I was supposed to see this week. It's a god last goddamn time. I want somebody to use his fucking brain to not come out of a goddamn record that is uh, that that's up tempo, and I got to talk about a fucking dog dying. <laughs> Calm down, Casey. <laughs> oh my gosh, we we have ten 
10 active listeners now. This is great. So, oh, you guys, thanks for listening. This is the last song we're going to play of um, What's in the Juke. And and I think you all are going to have to. <laughs> I'm so glad I got to play that for the for our, our listeners. They, you know, and we're all fans of him because we were, you know, we grew up, you know, listening to him on Sundays on the way to church and then after church. <laughs> but anyways, uh, really, really great to have you guys here. Here comes the last one. This is our number one song of the week. And uh, we're going to play a clip of it. And whoever gets it um, gets the full point. Here we go. such a great intro i love it (laughs) yep randy gets to fight for your right well uh god i was terrible typing i'm gonna give it to him anyway fight for tour eight (laughs) i don't know we might have to give it to casey he got the full text he did and then dan copeland gets beastie boys yep I'm going to have to give that to Casey and then Dan Copeland. All right. So it looks like number one out of uh, what's in the juke is Team Ralford with 3.5 points. Nice. Who's number two? Randall got 2.5 Randy, you're number two. Nice. Right behind him at the 1.5 points was Aaron Sanders. Nice, Aaron. Way to go. Tied for fourth, Andy Baldwin and Daniel Copeland, one point each. And coming up from the rear, Dave from Buffalo with 0. 0.5 points. <laughs> coming up from the rear. The rear. Y'all. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's just the best. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> wow. We have a prize for you. A green <laughs> hat on the back and a hearty hi-ho. <laughs> well, uh, we should welcome our guest to the show. Okay. <laughs> welcome to the arcade radio guest seat. <laughs> wait, uh, wait, I kind of I thought it would be fun to have Randy on, on there. Uh, or not Randy, uh, Casey, he had some stuff to say. I mean, Team Relford. I would love to hear what they have to talk about. But, but I mean, Casey, we were talking earlier about um, uh, Silly Mitchell. I mean, Millie, <laughs> Millie Mitchell. I mean, Millie, uh, Billy Mitchell, right? Billy Mitchell. Yeah, we were talking about him, and and, and there was, uh, you know, and Casey had something to say. Okay. Well, how do we? Well, Casey, if you're listening and you want to come on and talk about your 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 Billy Mitchell story, um, you can send me a private message on the Facebooks because we're friends, and then we'll dial you in. How's that sound? Right? We have like this will be the first time we we just randomly pick a guest, right? Yeah. What was that noise? Um, I don't know. I don't know either. <laughs> I heard it. I'm looking. I'm looking. Don't be hating. I'm just going to check here, and there was this thing, and there's that thing. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, uh, the Facebooks. My, uh, yeah, Facebook, yes. My Facebook is super small right now. I got How do you increase the size of your screen? I can't see anything. So- uh, open Apple Plus, maybe? Open Apple. I love that you say Open Apple. By the way, um, this, this weekend, you know what I'm doing? What? I'm going down to Dodge. Uh, Minnesota, and I'm gonna pick up uh, an Apple II 
E with huh. a, a Unidisc, a three and a half inch Unidisc drive. I've never seen one. It's for an Apple II. And so you can put a three and a half inch floppy uh, and hook it up to your, your old ye old Apple II. Huh. So classic. It's like, I mean, didn't 2C have a three and a half inch floppy? Uh, no, 2C had a five and a half, five and a quarter. Oh my God, it did. Yep. Oh, wow. Yep. So I'm going to hook up the three and a half inch and I don't know what I would possibly load on it, but I'm going to see if I can get it to work. <laughs> Aaron Sander says, nice. I have an Apple II. So I wonder how many people have like Apple IIs out there. We should yeah. broadcast the show through an Apple II. Uh, I don't think it would work. Oh, hey. No, it would not. Fun fact. Guess what? The uh, sh- the showbiz pizza um, rocket fire explosion ran off of an Apple II. No way. Yep. That's a fact, Jack. Not even joking. I mean, it's amazing how it was just a bunch of air moving all that stuff. Okay, we got we got uh, Casey's permission to call him. Should we give him a shout? Let's do it. All right, let's give him a shout. We're just going to do a little addition here. This is the first time we've uh, dialed one of the listeners, so I'm super excited about that. I don't know about you. I mean, uh, technically we dialed in Aaron Sanders that one time, but... We did? Yeah, I mean, he, he you know, we interviewed him while he was in a truck or something. Oh. Well, I want to let me copy this number. Copy. There we go. All right, got it. Oh, no, we published it to the to the world. No, no we didn't. We did not. Here we go. We're calling Casey up. Let's call again. This is sad because Dan's not on, so it'd be like, first time we're calling Kelsey Rayford, and he's not even going to hear it. I don't think I've ever heard his voice. Yeah. I love these episodes where we call people. Hello. Hello. <laughs> who's who's on the phone? Who's it? How's it going? Hey, hey. how's it going? Is this Casey? Yeah. yeah. Casey it's, Adam. You're on the air. I'm so. Well, I was going to use my headset, but it like flaked right when the call came through. So. Well, we can hear you loud and clear, so we're That's glad to have good. you on. So we we, we never have to hold my phone. <laughs> No. By the way, uh, just let's just say kudos to you and your wife for your excellent musical uh, identification skills. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Well, we used to. Um, uh, true story. We funded our wedding by playing trivia, team trivia at pizza joints. Nice. Um, oh. <laughs> we used to go. We like had a little team, and uh, we recruited a couple other guys that were better at the categories that we sucked at. Like we had a little, we had a sports guy who knew sports really well. We had a geography and history guy, and we covered the music and the movies and the entertainment stuff. That was sort of our forte. That's awesome. But yeah, we would go to all these different, we would go to all these different like pizza places around town and um, play for cash prizes, and we just kept piles. I mean, you know, I mean, obviously we didn't pay for the whole wedding, but it, we 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 paid we paid a couple of grand out of the wedding with that stuff. But we thought about. And we also bought a lot of our like wedding items, like the trinkets you need, like the, the knives for cutting the cake and stuff we bought on eBay. So we thought about putting a little stamp on our napkins, like sponsored by eBay or <laughs> courtesy of a UA. All right, Mark, remind me of who won today. Well, Team Relford won with 3.5 points, uh, way ahead of Rand yeah. with only 2.5. Now, points. I think that's great because even with the delay that you're experiencing, you still somehow pulled ahead. Yeah, I think it's because I usually listen on my on my cell phone, 
because for some reason my phone, even if I if I skip both my phone and my laptop all the way ahead to like the furthest forward point you can in the in the in the broadcast, the phone is always ahead by a second or so. So I always leave it on the phone and then I type on my laptop. But I think the phone, I think my phone got behind a little bit. So I had to keep. I was trying to. I kept skipping it forward, but then like walk like an Egyptian popped up on the screen and I hadn't even heard a note. I was like, yeah, we're we're behind somehow. So <laughs> it was it was so good. Sorry. Yeah, and that and that's a funny thing too, because uh, actually, um, I've had the same problem where I uh, pause and then I forget, and then it, it's I'm running behind people. So, you know. Anyway, it, it was interesting to see that, and I think that last round was pretty fair. So, um, we we appreciate you playing, but so tell us about your Billy Mitchell story. We're talking. Yeah. We're telling, oh. talking a little bit about the Mister Mitchell. <clears throat> yeah. Well, I was kind of. I, uh, he, he's like, yeah, he's been in a couple of the SFGs, you know, the Southern Pride Game Expo. And, um, he tends to be, you know, I guess a pretty popular, uh, attraction and it gets kind of, it, it's kind of wearing like, uh, everything that he's uh, involved in. Like if he's in one of the panels or whatever, he just, everything is about, him. you know, he's, he's a bit of an egotist. That's kind of the thing, he, the game he plays, whatever, that's his stick. But anyway, I got kind of tired of it. And uh, anyway, so we kept we kept seeing him walking around with these girls. And like Saturday night, he's always getting followed around by a couple of like groupies. And he'll walk over to Miss Pac-Man and play like a 600,000 point game and, and park Miss Pac-Man and show how he can do these tricks and walk around the thing and come back and his game's still going. And, you know, some of us were, we were pounding margaritas and stuff and we were kind of chuckling at him. But then later on, um, the, one of the girls that would kept following around try, kept trying to get his attention. I spotted her, uh, and she was kind of toasty. And uh, there was this big Pac-Man head. If you've ever been to SOGE, they, somebody walks around with this big, like it looks like a uh, a pinata or something. It's like a big Pac-Man head. And you, and so I went. I went. I told the girl. I said, "Hey, see that head over there." said, Billy would love it if you put that on and followed him around <laughs> like a ghost. And she and she was like, "Oh, oh yeah." Oh my God, that's so awesome. So <laughs> she goes over there and grabs this thing, which I don't even think anybody's supposed to play with. I'm sure it belongs to somebody. She lops it on her head and starts following around and saying waka waka. And man, he, he skirted back to her. He took off like faster. Like, usually he's like all about the attention. At that point, it all changed. He was like, took off. Anyway, that was our story. A couple of us laughed and watched the girl try to follow him around with the Pac-Man. A little background. And, that that was actually his wife. So. <laughs> well, really no no she wasn't at this one i've seen her before too I've met, i met her uh two years ago yeah she's yeah, I nice she, i don't think she came with him this last year um, she was at the mall of america I saw him and Walt together yeah. oh oh yeah up there i met her she's, uh, she's so yeah i don't want to hear about nice your lady. tubing anymore because of the <laughs> from a couple weeks ago uh, i don't want to hear any more about the tubing you can just stop well what, uh, what, do you have a tubing what's just, the condition what's going on there no, I was supposed to. I there's a guy posted on Let Go about a month ago. Dolly did a bunch. Of, the guy obviously is not technology savvy, so he posted. Um, yeah, I know Aaron's got one too. Everybody's got a freaking tuba, but me. Um, uh, so this guy posted, and we think he was really not tech savvy, pretty redneck guy. The, the, the area he lived in was like a really, really remote location in Georgia, and. Um, so everybody, as soon as the ad came up, all of us, some of the guys in Carolina, all these guys started emailing them. And we knew somebody was going to snatch it up. And the ad stayed there, and nobody, everybody said they hadn't heard back from him. And um, my wife works 
for a background check company. So she uh, has some access to some tools and looked around, did some search, and found um, an email address that seemed valid and uh, emailed the guy and also found his Facebook after that. And apparently the guy hadn't got any of the messages from, uh, oh, shut it. So I have she, emailed a, she emailed nine guys with the same name. <laughs> Dan Copeland says, which one stalkers. Responded. Yes, I have an, uh, yes, I have a video game for sale. Uh, so yeah, but, uh, so we made plans to go meet him and it was two fifty. How can you beat that? And it was working, but the monitor was, it literally needed a cap kit. You can tell from the yeah. video. Um, but anyway, it was in good shape and I was all stoked. And, um, so he said, Oh yeah. Uh, you know, you can come up this weekend or whatever. And so we start making plans. And then out of the blue, he kept putting it off. Hey, oh, uh, he stopped responding. And then he says, dog was sick. Yeah, take him to the vet. All these weird things that happen when you're trying to get a game from somebody. Then he out of the blue says, well, where do you live? I'll bring it to you. We were like, oh, that's awesome. You know, I'll even give him, I'll give him, we're going to give him more to come out here. It was like two-hour drive. Huh. So he makes plans to come out here on a Saturday. Well, I get up early in the morning, get the kids fed and start, you know, straightening up my garage, make some room to bring it in. I'm sitting around literally like watch, looking at my phone, waiting for him to message me. And then I realize he doesn't have my address. He hasn't told us what time he's coming. We sat around and I was, I gave up at like, I don't know, midday. So, and I started messaging. I was like, where are you? I haven't heard from you. Anyway, it went back and forth for the next week. And uh, maybe two weeks, I don't know. But so a couple of weeks ago, I said, he said, oh, I'm just not going to make it. How about you meet me halfway? And I was like, fine, we'll come up there and meet you at this big mall nearby. So we got the kids in a borrowed truck that we borrowed that I usually use for pickups. And we packed everybody in the truck and made a little picnic lunch for the kids and brought their iPads with them and took this two-hour drive up to this remote area, hung out there, started going. We went to get some lunch. We went shopping. Guy's not responding. Guy's not reaching out to me. I'm messaging him every 15 minutes. Dude, where are you? When are you coming? I still have not heard from him to this day. We uh, gave up like 5 o'clock that evening, packed up, and came back home. That's, that's a so sad yeah, story. It was uh, apparently a big practical joke on Casey. Ah, um, terrible. My wife, my, wife handed me the, my wife handed me the tissues. Oh, she's so ghost. nice. Don't the Kleenex. <laughs> well, tell tell us a little bit about your collection since we got you on the air. What do you got? What do you got in the pipe? Uh, right now, um, if you're if we're connected on Twitter, you've probably seen some pictures of the uh, armor attack I'm working on. I'm pretty much awesome. done with cosmetics. Um, the monitor is a Keltron Vector Beam. If anybody's ever got any experience with those. Uh, they probably aren't on this show because I haven't found anybody who really knows that one. It doesn't seem too difficult, but I just can't get it. It, it break. It throws a circuit break. This is a weird um, monitor or a weird power supply. It actually has two little circuit breakers. That, Interesting. That um, so not yeah, a few, not fuses. A, it's got circuit breakers. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's got, there are little fuses that have, or not real fuses, but like, yeah, it's a little breaker. And when something goes, when something goes, I guess, uh, you know, shut down whatever high voltage shut down on the monitor you yeah. hear it click and the power right. supply kills the power to the monitor so then you push the little button and you can get power to the monitor again but i can't i i've, I've capped it i've replaced you know a lot of the main stuff i've checked every transistor every diode it all looks good so i'm gonna start from square one again this week and anyway that's uh that's next i got the I got the, if I did my first coin door it looks pretty good i don't really ever cared about coin doors but this one's pretty ragged so 
I decided to do the sanding and painting and cleaning every little piece up. It looks really nice, so I might start might start focusing on coin doors more yeah, often. It's a nice little touch. Armor Tech, by the way, is yeah. on uh, Vectrex. You can get that. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a cool game. I mean, I never I. I lucked out. I don't like like to always tell this kind of stuff, but this is one of those that I got for free. A guy that I a guy that works for my company when we met, um, he mentioned uh, I mentioned the hobby, and he was like, "Oh, I've got this game in my garage. You can have it." I was a piece of junk. I never got it to work. So when he told me about it, I looked it up. And I was like, "Oh yeah, Cinematronics Vector. I'm all over that." <laughs> nice. So yeah, and it's actually in really good shape. I mean, cabinet wise, structure wise, it's all good. Um, <laughs> it was only just dusty. It wasn't really filthy or anything. But but this monitor is the one thing that's gonna probably be the the real big problem but anyway i'm trying to get that out of the way because my next goal is must is the 720 the 720 is going to be a big deal i'm already getting ready to order the art is that one of your favorite Phoenix. games or what you know yes probably absolutely that's probably number one right there 720 Sweet. yeah I'm, I'm a big um system one system two and all that stuff that came right after system two that isn't really system well, two well, tell, um, so i love your projects but let's you know give us a rundown of what you have today that's working Oh well, there's there's one game that's working. I'm just kidding. There's probably a couple down there. <laughs> Does everybody have like everybody's got one working game and 17 projects? Right. Um. Oh shoot. I have a really funky looking. Um. It's a Neo Geo four slot, but doesn't have a Neo Geo four slot in it. It's got track and field. In it. Nice. It's really weird looking. Um, all the pictures of all my games are on my Flickr. So if you search me by name on Flickr, you can just look at all the albums I've got. Sweet. But, um, Sweet. But it's really weird looking. I got it at an estate sale locally, and uh, it's odd. You'd think it would be really weird. But actually, Track and Fill works really good in a Neo Geo cabinet because it's got that wide front end. It's real easy for two people to stand there without it being, you know, Street Fighter style, big, you know, big wide. Um. Uh, I have a Clax that um, doesn't thrill many people, but it's a kind of I cool later Atari game. I actually really out. love Clax. I really love that game. Yeah? I think it's an, a total... No. You know, it came out later, yeah. It, it, you know, they did something really unique with puzzle games that hadn't been done yet, and I, I really appreciate yeah. that game. So. It is cool. I've definitely put some hours on it, um, but it doesn't have... I just don't feel like it has staying power. When When we have a lot of folks over people will give it a try and that's about it. Yeah. Um, what's really good about it, it's dedicated, it's original. Um, if I'm if I'm right, I haven't really seen a lot of pictures, but I believe it's a, a dedicated cabinet for it. But what it actually is, it's just like the Attack of the Planet of the Robot Monsters. Sure. Um, Which is a rare game. It's the same also. cabinet. Yeah. yeah. But it's shapes the same. The, the PCB pulls out of the control panel like the same way. Our, our, um, our uh, previous the, host, Dan Reed, had a uh, Attack of the Planet of the Monsters uh, yeah. I mean, he kind of... Yeah. Well, yeah, you know what's weird? Uh, of all the games, there was two of those at SFGE last year. I was like, why? how are there two? <laughs> there was no Paperboy, yeah. no 720, That's no weird. Tron, no Satan's Hollow. It's interesting no because... Journey, I, no Cubert. Was, was there an APB? Was there an APB? Say what? Was there an APB? No, no APB. Because That's another one on my scope. I had... Uh, I was I was looking at one, but it, it was too far out of the price range and too yeah. far away. That was actually a score for me. I got but, one for about 150 bucks, but it was it was it was wrecked. It had been dropped, and it, and the cabinet had had skewed, so I had to write the cabinet, and uh, it was a, it was a full restore. But incidentally, Rich at this old game does the art for it. So if you're ever restoring an APB, he'll do that artwork. Yeah. yeah. So. 
Well, you know, I never see, I, I see them, they pop up every once in a while, but I never see one with the nice little stool, the attached chair that goes with it. You know, that's how I remember playing it. There was an arcade. Yep, mine has the chair. That yep. is the one, the, the one arcade that really sticks in my mind is one that I really got my love for the Atari stuff because they had a wall, they had one long line, and it was 720, uh, 722 and APB, um, Paperboy, um, uh, Indiana Jones, Peter Packrat, which is a really good game. That oh, that's a great game. On. That's um, a great game. Yeah. I mean, it's super fun. The animation is so kooky. And uh, I kind of like kooky games. I, I'm like more, I like silly you know, stuff like that. You know, yeah. That's why I like Atari because they're very graphically, I don't know, kind of silly sometimes yeah. with that stuff. But, what's, um, what's your What's your wife's favorite game? Her favorite game is by far, hold on. Street Fighter. Oh yeah, My, nice. Street Fighter Two. Yeah, she wants me to get a Street Fighter Two CE. It's an ongoing joke. Nice. They come up and they're just like they're not that great. Yeah. Daniel had one. Uh, Daniel had one that I was really planning to get, but I passed on it. I don't know. It wasn't. It wasn't bad. It just wasn't the one I was. I wanted. I think I really wanted a a nicer one. And he had a nicer one. I just couldn't afford it at the time. Yeah. But. Yeah. Maybe maybe he'll maybe he'll make another big warehouse score like he did and find me one. Well, well, so. before before we let you go, why don't we play our voicemail and you can participate? How's that sound? That's fine. Is it is it Bob? Yeah, I I believe it. Definitely I, Bob. I'm pretty sure it's Bob. Should we give it? Should we give it a <laughs> shot? All right, here here we go. We'll, we'll go to shot. Here we go. Hey, good evening, arcade radio flyers. <laughs> it's your buddy Bob Zarzadek control panel expert and technician, and you know what, I also run a YouTube channel called Bob Zarzadek Does Stuff, you guys go subscribe to that, alright? That's a good channel. Uh, And hey, Mm. did you guys know that I used to drive a Midnight Cherry 2008 Tesla Roadster until someone freaking ripped me off? I've been looking all over for that thing. (laughs) It's got one of those low jack GPSs installed. Uh, but every time I try to find the car with the GPS, it says it's straight up 500,000 miles away in the sky. <laughs> There's no way I'm going to find a cop who's going to believe me. Uh, anyway, uh, my personal property problems aside, uh, I'm calling with my usual amazing arcade-related question for the team. Uh, and that question is, uh, drum roll, please. Wait, hello? There's no drum roll on the phone? Okay, okay, all right, all right. No, no drama, all right, whatever it is. The question is, <laughs> if, if you can go back in time to visit your favorite arcade from the 1980s, what year would it be and where would it be? I'm not yeah. saying that I have a time machine or that this is even possible, but you know, just <laughs> humor me and answer the question, all right? That's all right. I got. Zarza Deck out. Nice. Well, that, was, that actually kind of ties into what Casey was starting to talk about. I think... You know, uh, Casey, why don't you answer us uh, where uh, and when was your favorite arcade? Um, well, I would, uh, I, I would actually, you know, just to just to have something different to talk about. I won't mention the one that um, that I was thinking of that was in a mall. I think when I, the one that I really, really remember, um, just because of uh, being being there for a long time, was this. Um, they had an arcade at Six Flags Over Georgia. Um, it was in the modern section of the park, so it was called the Modern Arcade, and it was pretty big. It was, 
you know, enough room to walk around several rows, I would guess, maybe like three or four whole rows uh, lined up, you know, back to when arcades were actually arcades and not just a section of a building. But, um, I mean, I, I, I went there, I went to that arcade specifically probably for a couple of summers in a row. So, you know, it spans a couple of years. So there was a lot of older stuff that was there and then newer stuff came in. You know, I can remember watching the big kids play Dragon's Lair and looking up at the TV on top of it and thinking I could never do that. And uh, same thing happened with Space Ace and uh, they had a time traveler. I remember those games coming in and just being like our minds blown by that stuff. Um, but I got a real affinity for Pac-Land. Um, that's another goofy game that people don't really appreciate that I consider the first like side-scrolling platformer. Um, oh yeah. Somebody that... said that there was another one before that, but I think Pac-Land to me is it's the first game I ever played that was anything like that. So I remember I I, I spent tons of my parents' money on <laughs> Pac-Land at that arcade. I mean, and uh, learned all the secrets. There's a ton of little secret tricks in the game and warps and um, tricks to get bonus lives and stuff like that. So anyway, that arcade just you know being in the middle of an amusement park, it was like heaven, you know, for a kid. So it was. Uh, did, I think yeah. that's probably one that stands out for me, Bob. <laughs> Bob. All right. Well, uh, Mark, what do you got to say to that one? Uh, well, in retrospect, I'm thinking also there was a Six Flags Park in Houston called Astroworld. And they had in their Western Junction section an arcade. Uh, right across the uh, the way from there, there was a like a, like a, sh- a shooting gallery. You know, where the little lights yes. and shoot things and stuff like that. So yes. I, I had a lot of fond memories of that, mostly from when I had to go there in the 70s. But then the arcade across the way, once the EM games started going out and the black and white games came in and then eventually the color games. I mean, that's I, I have a lot of good memories about going to that arcade. They, they would even force you to go through the arcade after you rode this ride called the Wagon Wheel. And so while you're trying to regain your equilibrium from being spun about, uh, you know, you'd go through this arcade and in there, there was a, that's where the uh, pole position was that I eventually acquired again that I have in my, my arcade here. Oh, I love that story. Can you just tell a quick abbreviated story of that? Cause it's pretty good. Somebody was selling an pole position arcade in Austin. I went there, I picked it up, I brought it home. And then I noticed a bunch of stickers on it, and they were property stickers for Six Flags Astroworld. And then I, after some research, I, uh, you know, figured out how to get in touch. And I don't know if I've ever mentioned this one on the air, but I figured out how to get in touch with one of the operators that you know maintains stuff at Astroworld, not not just there, but several places. And he confirmed that there only was one cockpit. It was in that exact Western Junction area, and so this is the same pole position that I was in when I was a kid. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. And as soon as uh, Adam, uh, one circuit, can complete his pole position FBAGA, it'll start working again. Yeah. Oh, that'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. Yeah. yeah, but then it, but then it, but then it won't be the same pole position that you played. Man, well, I'll leave true. the, I'll leave the board in there, but you know, it's the. It's nice to have a working pole position, yes, though. Yes, I mean the board in there yeah. actually. I think, I think it's the working pole position one board that I just happen to have the pole position two board that's in there. And what's really, really weird is I remember when they upgraded it. I remember when it was pole position one. And then I remember like the next oh, yeah. year when the park reopened that they had bought the kit and updated it. Interesting. So that's even weirder for me. Yeah. So, um, is it my turn? Yeah, go for it. What, uh, what's your memory? Let's go. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to location and year. Yeah. I'm going to have to, 
I'm going to have to do a few years here. So 82 Chuck E. Cheese, probably one of the first family experiences. Loved it. Probably played my first Star Wars cockpit in, I guess it was 83. So I probably played that in 83. Other than that, in um, probably 84 through 86-ish, I was at Aladdin's Castle in the Burnsville Center. Loved that place. That's the place I first played um, uh, APB and uh, the environment cockpit version of Afterburner. Uh, Also saw the first Dragon's Lair there. Um, that I ever saw with a monitor on top of it. Um, so I don't know when that was, 83, 84, somewhere in that time frame. And then also there was this really awesome place called Grand Slam in Egan that had a giant arcade and they had a batting cage. And they had a batting cage and they had a, um, uh, a, they actually had a, uh, like a nightclub for teens down in the basement. So in the late 80s, uh, I, I spent a lot of time there and I, I played games like, uh, well, they had a gauntlet there. They had um, ten yard fight, and then they had a, a, a lot of more late eighties games that w- you'd, you'd recognize. Um, probably, I don't know if Moonwalker was out yet, but there were a few other games that were were out at the time. Um, and but they still had a fair amount of older games that were fun to play. And then I would go dancing uh, with with friends there. It was a lot of a lot of fun. So. Miss that place. Miss all those places. Great, great times. I, I think Grand Slam and Egan is still there. Uh, it was, but they, they've kind of, I mean, they don't have it really an arcade there anymore. They also had bumper boats for a while. Right. That place was just awesome. And I think I, I've been to the one in Burnsville. I'm not hundred percent sure. Yeah. It, I think actually like the one in Egan course. shut down and they moved to Burnsville. Uh, so yeah, but that place was awesome. Crazy. So those are the places I remember. Oh, showbiz pizza, 1982 in St. Well, Paul. Duh. Yeah, so awesome, <laughs> so awesome. But you know, that's the thing is that anytime I set foot in one of those places, it was like, it was like the Magic Kingdom because I never got to go to like Disney. That was it for me. Those were like the places that were magical to me, you know. So, and and speaking of uh, things in the past, I, I'd like to wish a, a special happy 60th birthday today to Gary Newman. Oh, really? Oh yeah, <laughs> we just bought his new album. Yeah, I mean, he, oh, his stuff is awesome. Even at like fifty nine, when he recorded that, he he's great. And, yeah, um, he was not happy to turn sixty today, but he looks pretty good. Yeah, he's he's still holding up pretty well. Yeah, I, I, I like the fact that he includes his family and everything these days. Like every every time you see like a photo shoot or something with him, he's with his kids and he's out doing stuff like a dad. Like, and he's Gary Newman. I know, and I mean, I'm sure his daughters are like. Oh my God! My dad is the coolest guy. I don't, they don't look like no, no, team no. I guarantee you, they're not. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen him many times. <laughs> yeah, I'm so sad we can't play more than that oh, on yeah, the show. Yeah. It's, it's totally worth it. He, so he tours the USA every three to four years. And he's he always puts out amazing shows. The last time I went to one, it was in Minnesota, Minneapolis, uh, at um, First Ave. No, it was at, at that other place, State? two blocks over. Oh, Seventh uh, Street, I think so. And and what's funny is that there was a uh, we got there really early, and then like a bunch of people in front of us had saved spots for friends. And then I swear to God, this guy who looks just like John Redcorn from King of the Hill Mm -hmm. was in front of us. And at first we were like, this super tall Indian guy is going to block our view. But then he kind of scrouched down when Gary started playing. So that was kind of cool. 
And then somebody moshed too close to us and he picked them up and moved them. So what a good, what a great day. Uh, that's a lot. That's, that's very yeah, funny. That's my story. Gary. <laughs> hey Mark, you coming to SFG? I don't think I am. Wait, when, when is it? All right. Uh, June 8th, 10th through 10th. I don't know. Oh, that, I can't exclude myself. Maybe, uh, maybe. So June, so oh my gosh, if we did, I don't, that. I don't have anything. There's no conflicts, so that it could, it could happen. I might be able to swing that too. Yeah, Dolly, Dolly says you can, you guys can stay here at the house, but unfortunately, we're about 35 minutes away from the event. But... That's that's not bad, actually. Oh, Aaron, Aaron says he's going to go. I mean, we we get a hotel room down there. I mean, it's can just, you? It's too, put, it's too fun. Can you put three Nintendos next to each other, and I can sleep on top of the three Nintendos? <laughs> Dude, we're we're working on having. I think we're going to have an entire Nintendo row with very little missing. Um, Jeremy Groff is bringing his arm wrestling. Um, I was hoping wow. you were going to think about bringing uh, the the Hellfire. Right. And by and, the way, that's Southern Fried Gaming if, uh, Expo, right? Is that right? Yeah. 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 Southern Fried Gaming. It was. It used to be called Southern Fried Game Room Expo, but they changed it after this past year to be more gaming inclusive, not just game room, because they have so much more console and board games and stuff sure. like that now and they're focusing on all gaming stuff so sweet not a big difference just a slight name change but um so yeah um i mean there's going to be where and if uh somebody i think jonathan one of the guys down here is working on a skyskipper build i think it is jonathan wild and if he finishes that we'll have a skyskipper if he doesn't i'm going to try to convince whitney to bring his down again so awesome. we're really trying to get as complete a nintendo set as we can i'm also i'm also really rallying to get a lot more of the mcr and atari stuff that's been missing like i was saying earlier we just it seems like last year i walked around and i just saw a lot of good games but i didn't see like the ultimates you know and, and i know that the guys around here have them i just think a lot of people held back a lot of people were like uh i'll bring this and that i don't want to bring you know too many and so um you know, i'm hoping to get the 720 finished in, in good enough shape to be i mean it's coming unless it's not working at all but i'm hoping it'll be nice looking and, um, you know, we got a lot of guys in the town. We got a lot of good guys here with a lot of good stuff. So we're hoping to, you know, we want to try to beat the pinball guys really kicked, kicked ass last year. It was the, the pins really dominated. There was a lot more pins and a lot of really good, crazy titles. So, which I really love because I'm getting more into pins now. But, um, uh, Dave says Brofest is June 1 to 2. Oh, I'm not even going to bother. Going to compete with that? No, you're not gonna. No. Yeah, yeah. So, I, yeah. I have a better chance yeah. of going to see because I've never been to to Southern Fried. So. It, it, yeah. Well, you should come. In. I was gonna. I was gonna say maybe you could invite Bob because I was thinking Preston is a big fan of comedy, yeah. and we have bands. There's always like these kind of geeky bands. Maybe they should have a comedy act. In That'd be hilarious, things. Bob Live. That would be great. Bob Zarzanek Live. At the Apollo. Yeah. <laughs> we should do it. I mean, I know it might be hard to bring a game. I mean, if you don't drive, obviously you're not gonna. Well, I mean, ship I, one, I'll definitely have, not be bringing a game if I if I show up. I do up. have a trailer hitch on the back of the Prius. Yeah. If if Rich from this old game could finally pr- produce my bezel and marquee, then yeah, you know, <laughs> that would be super awesome. Considering there is not one on the game. Yeah. Well, I actually talked to him about that. I was chatting with him uh, recently about something else, and I mentioned your thing. He said he was working on. It. I told him that we needed to, we needed him to get it to you in time to get it out here for the summer. I think he's thinking about coming too because he was here last year and had a good time. Nice. Him and Kendra, nice. they had a good time, I believe. 
Yeah, um, that sounds. That would sound. I mean, that would be great. So, I mean, I would even meet him there if he brings the uh, those two plastic pieces. Yeah. So. Yeah. And and the big yeah. guest this year is Steve Ritchie. Oh, cool. So I'm gonna bring. He's been. I think he's been to MGC a few times. Yeah. That's awesome. All right, Steve Ritchie, February thirteenth, nineteen fifty. Well, Casey, I want to thank you. You get a good. Oh yeah, thanks. No problem. I I just wanted to say, hey, thanks for popping on the show and and you know filling in our you sort of our guest today. So thanks for thanks for joining us today. Yeah, we're gonna change all of our Yay. show notes to show that you were the guest. Yeah, I think we should. <laughs> cool. I mean, seriously, you were on for like a half an hour. That's pretty well, good. Well, we stopped after game two. I guarantee you, I have more than two games, more than a track and field and a clacks down there. But just uh, yeah, it's, it's a list. Yeah. So. Well, that always good. That's always you know. Okay. I lo- we'll definitely have you on the show again. I think that'd be fun. We'll have like an exclusive uh, Casey. We'll do a we'll, legit thing where we track you down yeah. and look at your background and figure out people that you know. And we're yeah, and we're still trying to figure out the whole wives of episode because right. that's I think that's going to be really interesting. Contact yeah. your enemies. But she would love that. Yeah, and, she would be your I mean, we get on Sam the, on there. The yeah, wait, we get uh, <laughs> we get Dolly on there. We get Christina. On there. I think it's it would be a great show, don't you guys? I think. Be really interesting to hear how much they love and hate us. The Dolly Show. Awesome, awesome. All right. Well, I'm going to play our our outro here, and you can hang on and dance with us if you want. But you know, that's kind of how it goes. Bye. So this is Arcade Radio. It's the Double R's. Thanks for listening in today. You know, you guys, you know, did a great job on what's in the juke tonight. Uh, we're going to be on again a week from well, two weeks from today, maybe next week, right? We got. I'm down. We could do next week. Um, we just got to figure it out. So we'll uh, we'll try to tell you who's coming up. We got a couple of guests that we've been wanting to have on the show. Um, thanks for letting us take the little hiatus while I took a vacation. Glad to be back. That's Arcade Radio. The double R's. It's arcaderadio.com. And uh, you can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash arcade radio, or now youtube.com slash arcade radio. Subscribe to us on YouTube, iTunes, SoundCloud. And Google Play, and we'll talk. To, we'll talk to you guys real soon. Uh, again, thanks for listening in. Oh yeah, song so funky. It is funky. Can't wait to you can play your original song. That'd be great. <laughs> I'm play it. It'll just get monetized. Tiger, play me a song. <laughs> I heard that. It's yeah. horrid. I can't imagine people are using it, but whatever. <laughs> Good night, everybody.